0: fantastic hope you're all doing well we um this month we're in a series called reset Resets January it's the time to reset the things that we need to reset in our lives so today we're going to speak about resetting our faith and Jim taught um, told us last week a good way to remember reset is remember every situation enables transformation R-E-S-E-T. Every situation enables transformation. Last week, Jim spoke to us about reset prayer. And during this week, we've been meeting together, having prayer meetings. Well, on Zoom, we've been doing it, having prayer meetings. And it's just been so good. Um, It's just been so good to be encouraged to reset our prayer lives. And sometimes, you know, if you remember the Apostle Paul said in one of his letters, it's really good for me to remind you of this. It's good for me to remind you to do this. So sometimes it is just so good to remind ourselves, I need to reset. I've become a bit cool in this area. I've become a bit lukewarm. So this morning we're talking about resetting our faith. The word reset means to set again, to adjust or to fix. Set again, adjust or fix. So this morning we're going to have a look at the uh, faith in the lives of two people in God's word. And these two people, they kind of come together in one story. So we're going to follow down one story. If you want to open your Bibles or turn on your Bibles at Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And we're going to have a look at faith in the lives of two people in a situation. They come together into the same story. And we're going to look at these situations and how faith was needed in their given situations two people and the faith they needed in those situations that they were in and what faith had to stand through. What did faith have to stand through in these situations? Because here's the thing, if faith doesn't need to stand through anything, if faith doesn't need to overcome anything, then it really isn't faith, is it? The point of faith is that it stands and it overcomes and brings that power of God into our lives. James 1 says this in verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, endurance has a chance to grow. So God actually tests our faith. God actually wants to see our faith grow. God wants our faith to bring about growth in endurance because when we have endurance, we don't give up. And God doesn't want us to give up, amen? So we're in Mark chapter 5 and we're going to begin to read from verse 22. Just before this, Jesus has delivered, Jesus has set free someone demon-possessed. And now he's in this situation, and it says this, verse 22. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so that she may live. Listen to the words of this man's faith. He says, Jesus, lay your hands on her and she will live. If you just lay your hands on her, she will live. Verse 25, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Now we come to the second person. Two lives, two situations, two requirements of faith meshed into one story. She has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay for them. But she had gotten no better. And in fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. I'm just going to stop for a moment here and remind us of the power of testimony. She had not seen Jesus do miracles. She does not know Jesus. It says she heard about Jesus. If God has done good in your life, people should hear about it. This woman's faith was activated because she heard about Jesus. That is the power of testimony. So she came up behind him through the crowd and she touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. If I can just touch what he is wearing, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Two different faith situations. Jairus' daughter is dying. He has an immediate urgent need and he has come to Jesus with his immediate urgent need. This woman has been in this terrible situation for 12 years. She has tried everything she can to get better. She has consulted with every doctor, spent all her money and no one has been able to help her. She heard about Jesus so these are her words of faith. If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jairus says, Jesus, just lay your hands on my daughter. Just touch my daughter, she'll be healed. And she says, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. As we look through the story, we're just going to take it uh, verses by verses. And we're going to have a look at the characteristics of faith. Characteristics of faith that stands. Because as I said before, faith has to stand. Faith stands and faith overcomes. So what are its characteristics? Firstly, we see a faith that can stand the test of time. Faith that stands the test of time. This woman, even though she has tried everything, it has all failed. And even though she has been suffering for 12 years, she says, if I can touch Jesus' clothing, I will be healed. That is a faith that has been undiminished by the test of time. Even if she's just heard about Jesus, even if this is the first time that faith is activated in her, she's been in trouble for 12 years and she is not letting that trouble stop her from using her faith as she approaches Jesus. Now, Jim spoke last week about resetting our prayer lives. You know, sometimes we can pray for stuff and you've probably experienced this. You will pray for something And immediately you will see the answer. I've had situations where I will pray about something in the morning. By the time I lay my head to bed at night, the question has been answered. God has acted on my behalf. But then there are other times when we pray and we have to wait. And we come into what I call the test of time, where our faith is tested over time. We think there might be an immediate answer and we begin to wait And we begin to wait and we wait and we wait. And we're not seeing our prayer answered because faith sometimes has to stand through a test of time. If you remember Abraham, God made him this amazing promise about how he was going to have a son and then his descendants would be, you know, as numerous as the stars. He would have so many descendants. Well, it was 25 years before he saw the birth of that son. Now what I find so amazing in his story is that his faith did falter. There was a moment when his faith faltered and out of that became the Ishmael situation. But here's the thing, Abraham uh, continued in his faith aside from that one faltering and then Isaac was born 25 years later and God says of Abraham, uh, uh, the Bible says of Abraham that God considered him righteous because of his faith not because he did great things, he considered him righteous because of his faith and that faith had to stand the test of time. Romans 4 says of Abraham, and this is just one scripture that has just really been in my heart so much over the last year or two. Romans 4 says of Abraham that while he was waiting, while he was going through that test of time, instead of his faith getting weaker, his faith actually became strengthened So you would think the test of time would kill faith, it would diminish faith. But instead, as he went through that test of time, his faith grew and his faith became stronger. Remember, James 1 says, when your faith is tested, it will build your endurance. The idea of it is to build our endurance. And it says Abraham's faith um, grew stronger during this time because he was convinced that the one who had promised him was able See, you may be waiting right now, but while you are waiting, God is working. While you are waiting, people are being saved. God is working in the life of that person that you're praying for. God is working in those circumstances that you're praying for. While you are waiting and you think, I'm waiting, time is wasting, what's happening? Actually, God is at work. And he is working behind the scenes. And you might not ever see um, what he actually does behind the scenes. But he's working behind the scenes if you have been praying and you are standing in faith. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness. Who are the some who understand God to be slow? Me? Maybe you? Are you going, God, you're too slow. God, this is way too slow. But God is not slow as some understand slowness. Habakkuk 2.3 says, the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. If you have a revelation in your heart, if you've been reading God's word and there is a promise there that God has spoken to you, it will not prove false. Even if you're having to wait a long time, it awaits its appointed time. It says though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. The word linger means to remain for a longer time than anticipated. So we anticipate things from God and then something lingers longer than we've anticipated. But it will come, it will not delay. See, there is an appointed time for Jesus to turn up at your door. Jairus called Jesus and asked him, well, came to see Jesus, come to my house. My daughter is dying. There's an appointed time for Jesus to turn up at your door and fulfil what he has promised you. It may seem slow by our understanding, but God is not in in delay. The second characteristics we we see in this story, it's a faith that can stand through the interruptions. Through the interruptions. Verse 30, it says this, Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at the crowd pressing upon you and you ask who touched me. But Jesus kept turning around. Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched my robe? From the time that you come to Jesus to the time that he arrives at your door, there are going to be some interruptions. There's going to be interruptions that happen. Life intrudes on our faith. Life intrudes on our faith. Disappointment intrudes. Hurts intrude. um, Unexpected situations intrude. Life intrudes on our faith. Jairus has come to Jesus. Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. And suddenly there's an interruption... Jesus stops moving. Now, Jairus' need is urgent. Jairus has an urgent need. Jesus is on the way to fulfil the urgent need. There's an interruption. Jesus stops moving. Jesus, don't you know how urgent my need is? The Bible says Jesus turned around, who, who touched me? And then he kept turning around, who touched me? Who touched me? Who was it that touched my robe? Who touched me? Jairus is just trying to get Jesus to his house. Jesus, with all due respect, Lord, focus, Please. Why are you turning around? Why are you looking at other situations? Why are you looking at other people? I am urgently needing you to come into my situation. And for some reason, Jesus hasn't taken a direct route to my house. See, how much would we like to all just live in a bubble... To live in our perfect little kingdom, nothing intrudes on our lives, nothing intrudes on our plans, nothing intrudes on our faith, live in our perfect little kingdom with our perfect king and everything's wonderful, well that's heaven. But we are in before heaven, where we are learning to practice and exercise our faith. We are in a time when we will be in faith and life will intrude, interruptions will happen. We will have plans and obstacles will come in the way of our plans. We have to deal with these interruptions. And what do they look like? They don't look like an anonymous million dollars being put in your bank account. They look like adversity. Life's interruptions look like disappointment. They look like obstacles to our plans and the things where we think our faith is going. The obstacles to our hopes... See, we need to lose the theology that says that if we are people of faith, we will never see obstacles. We need to lose the theology that says, if I have faith, I won't have to face any adversity. Nothing can ever interrupt my lovely little life. God does amazing stuff in adversity. God does amazing stuff in adversity. In the greatest ever possible adversity, Jesus fulfilled the greatest mission ever. God does amazing stuff in adversity. So let's ask ourselves this question. Is my faith standing through the interruptions that are happening? Is my faith getting better? Am I getting better? And is my faith increasing? Or am I becoming bitter and losing the power of my testimony about a good God? What's happening in this time of interruption? Are you allowing God to increase your faith? Or are you starting to get a bit mmm... ...and begin to lose the power of your testimony? The third characteristic we see in this story of faith... ...is that faith has to stand through the temptation to compare. The temptation to compare. Verse 33, it says... "...then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what has happened to her... ...came and fell to her knees in front of him... Why is she doing this? Because Jesus isn't moving. He stopped and saying, who touched me? I need to know who touched me. There's a big crowd. The disciples are going, look at all the crowd pressing on you, Jesus. And he has stopped and he's not going anywhere. Who touched me? So she comes and she falls to her knees. She's trembling. She is fearful. And she tells him what she has done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, your suffering is over. Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house. There's an interruption and the interruption means that someone else has been healed and her healing is immediate. She touches Jesus' robe and she is immediately healed. Isn't it great to see others blessed? But what about when our prayer has not yet been answered? What do we do? Do we go into a place of comparison? Do we go, hang on, God, Jesus, I asked first. You were on the way to my house. You're coming to heal my daughter and now you're healing her and you've stopped. You're not even coming to my house at the moment, you've stopped. What do we do? Do we begin to compare with the blessings that are happening in other people's lives and what happens out of that is we can become resentful. This is why we don't compare. This is why our faith has to stand above the temptation to compare with the good things that are happening in other people's lives while we are waiting for God to bless us, while we are waiting for God to answer our prayer. Now, this woman is trembling. She's terrified. Do you know why she's terrified? She's not allowed to touch Jesus. She's been bleeding for 12 years. They live under a ceremonial law, which means she is not allowed to touch anyone. She really shouldn't even be in the crowd. It's not COVID. It's another situation she's had. She's not supposed to be in amongst people. But she has heard about Jesus. And her faith is so definite. She's like, I'm going to go. If I just touch his robe, I'll just touch the bottom of his garment, and I'll be healed. And then I can scurry away. No one will even know I was there. But Jesus' knew power had gone out from him, so he stopped and said, who touched me? So now she goes to Jesus and she's trembling. She comes down on her knees in front of him and she's trembling in fear and tells him that she was the one that touched him. She is the one that's been healed. Why is she trembling? Because she thinks the step of faith she took was suddenly a really big mistake because the teacher is now highlighting her in front of the whole crowd. She thinks... I thought I was taking a step of faith. Actually, that may have turned out to be a really bad mistake because I'm not allowed to touch the teacher, but I touched him. But you see, Jesus won't allow her to disappear into the crowd without commending her faith. She's not in trouble with Jesus. She has Jesus' smile. She has Jesus' approval because she took a step of faith. She took a step that she believed was right, And for a moment, it looked like a mistake. But then Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Your suffering is over. She had Jesus' approval when she thought she was going to have his anger. But he won't allow her to disappear without him commending her and telling her how great her faith is. And her faith is great. Twelve years of suffering, twelve years of no real help, And she says, if I can touch him, I'll be healed. That's faith. Hashtag faith goals. That is faith. But at this point, Jesus' whole attention is on her, which wasn't really what she wanted. There's no attention, it seems, on Jairus and his problem. And Jairus is waiting for Jesus because he has a desperate need. Our faith needs to stand above our need to compare our faith needs to stand above that desire that temptation to get into comparison look what happened to them look what they've got look how blessed they are I've been praying I've been waiting and Jesus seemed to be on his way to my place now he's not coming he doesn't even he's not even looking at me right now he doesn't seem to even know that I'm here and he's blessing her he's healing her she's getting the answer that I was waiting for Our faith needs to stand above that. Our faith needs to stand above comparison because otherwise we become resentful. And resentment caused Cain to murder his brother Abel. And resentment cost King Saul his kingdom. King Saul resented David. The Bible says he watched him with a jealous eye and with that jealous eye he became resentful and he lost his kingdom. Don't allow resentment into your heart. When others are blessed, rejoice for them, but have the faith to know that hasn't stopped your blessing. It's not either or, it's all of us. God loves all of us. Focusing on the blessing of another will kill our faith. The fourth characteristic that we can see in this story is faith that stands through disappointment. Verse 35 says, while he was still speaking to her, that's Jesus, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher anymore. Have you ever believed and you've been standing in faith and you've been believing God and instead of things getting better, they actually get worse? Have you ever been in that situation? What's that about? Jesus, my situation just got worse. Jesus, I've been praying, and now this has happened. I was waiting upon you. My daughter's died. You see, it's the dark before the dawn of our faith. It's the dark before the dawn for our faith. But at this point, all we may be able to see is the darkness. At this point, all we may be able to see is the darkness. We may not even be able to glimpse the dawn. They've come to him with the worst possible news while he was waiting for jesus to come to his house you know you think of peter he was so committed he was so bold and he would say to jesus i will never deny you jesus i'm not even going to allow you to go to the cross i will never be the one that lets you down and he points at the other disciples and well they may i mean look at them but i will never let you down i will never let you down in any way and after jesus is arrested he panics And he denies knowing Jesus three times, as Jesus predicted he would. He denies even knowing Jesus. Can you imagine the incredible disappointment he felt in that moment? Can you imagine the incredible disappointment he felt in himself and in the circumstances of what was happening? Jesus, who he trusted, who he believed in, he's just been arrested. The way I thought this was going is completely wrong he's so upset he's so disappointed in himself he had believed so hard and now things have gotten even worse than they were before now it's about to get much better we know the story it's all about to get much better jesus is being crucified but it's all about to make sense because in three days jesus is about to rise as he said he would Peter is about to preach the inaugural message for the church that Jesus is building. It's all about to be amazing, but at this point in time, Peter can't see anything but darkness. Our faith needs to stand through disappointments. Disappointments will come. Do we then stop having faith and believing and trusting God? Because the disappointments will come. In that place, in that moment, we can't see beyond the disappointments sometimes. Our faith has to stand above those disappointments. Jairus, the answer is on its way. But at this point, all he can see is the darkness of the bad news bearers that they have brought him. Everything is very bad at this point. The fifth characteristic, and this is the last one that we see in this story. It's a faith... ...that stands even when you have to stand alone. Even when you have to stand in faith alone. Verse 35. They say to Jairus, why are you even bothering the teacher anymore? Have you ever had people say that to you? Why are you you even expecting Jesus to do anything? Isn't it too far? Why are you still praying? Why are you still in faith? What? There's no point anymore. Jesus comes, gets to Jairus' house, there are people mourning, there are people wailing, and then Jesus says something and they all begin to laugh at him. They laugh at his words. See, when you are in a place of faith, it can be very strong in you to believe. I have certain things I absolutely believe in God for, and it's strong in my heart. And God gives us grace and capacity to stand in that faith, to have that faith jairus believes but there are people around him who don't it doesn't say here jairus has stopped believing even though the worst possible outcome he's been given the news of the worst possible outcome sorry your daughter has died he still has stayed with jesus but there's all these people around him who go why are you even bothering jesus anymore forget it it's over it's over Forget it. Forget what you thought Jesus was going to do for you. Verse 36, Jesus says to him, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just have faith. Have faith. With all the wailing, mocking, crying around him, people mourning, Jesus says, don't be afraid, have faith. One version says, ignoring them, Jesus said, don't be afraid just believe, ignoring them. I've said this to you before, I believe in the anointed, ignore. There are times when we go, talk to the hand because the ears are not listening. We have to do that sometimes. We can be surrounded by mockers. We can be surrounded by wailers and mourners and we have to say no. One verse said Jesus ignored them and he said, Jairus, believe, don't be afraid only believe. There are many things that are scrambling for your attention, some of them deserve to be ignored. So Jesus takes mum, dad, Peter, James and John and everyone else, get out. Everyone else is out. He says, I don't want mockers around me right now, I don't want mourners around me right now, I don't want people wailing. Mum and dad come inside, Peter, James and John, your men of faith alongside me, come inside, everyone else out. And the girl is healed and she gets up. We will have mourners and wailers in our lives. The people who would rather sit down with us and give up rather than stand with us and have faith. We will come across mockers in our lives. I have and I'm sure you have. We will come across mockers. People who go, what are you even doing? Why do you even believe? We need to do what Jesus did. Ignore them, just believe. Sorry, I'm not listening to that. I believe. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the person who does not hang around with mockers. When you find yourself in the company of mockers, run as fast as your legs will take you. Don't become a mocker and don't hang out with the mockers because that is bad for your faith. That is not what God blesses. There are many people right now who are watching online who are here with us and you're in a situation that requires faith. You're in a situation where you have been believing God for something, maybe for someone's healing, a family member to come to salvation. Whatever the situation is, you know the situation where you are having to stand in faith and maybe you are having a testimony a test of time right now and you are having to stand in faith for a long time. I want to encourage you, don't let time diminish your faith. Don't let time make you let go of the promises that God has shown you and that you are believing. Maybe you're dealing with interruptions. Jesus was on his way to your house. You had this plan. This was going forward and something very unexpected has happened. Maybe you are in a place where you're dealing with an interruption to your faith. Life has intruded on the plan of the way you thought that you were going. I want to encourage you today. Don't let that interruption diminish your faith. Keep trusting God interruptions happen. Jesus said we are in the world but we're not of it. So while we're in the world, we'll have to deal with these interruptions, we'll have to deal with adversities, we'll have to deal with all the stuff. Isn't this a fun message this morning? But here's the thing, if we stand in faith, we will see the things that God has promised us. Maybe you're struggling with comparison right now. You've seen the blessing on someone else and you've been praying and your prayer hasn't been answered yet. I want to encourage you, push aside the comparison. Understand that God's blessing on them doesn't take the blessing away from you. But God is building your endurance by having you wait. Delay is not denial. Maybe you've suffered a disappointment, maybe you've suffered a hurt, and that's affected your faith. I want to encourage you, rise in faith again. Let that faith come up. They came to him and they said, Your daughter's dead but jesus said to him don't listen to that believe me don't listen to that have faith whatever disappointment you have suffered i want to say to you don't listen to the disappointment don't listen to the words of the people who enjoy bad news listen to god and have faith have faith and maybe in faith you're standing alone right now maybe you're not surrounded by supporters cheering you on and yeah we're with you we're in faith with you we're standing in the gap you may be standing alone you may have people around you don't believe what you believe and say i don't even know why you're bothering i want to encourage you this morning you can stand even if you have to stand alone faith god looks at the one who has faith he's not interested in the mockers He's not going to let the, the doubters stop what he's going to do. His plans are never thwarted. Have faith. Have faith. Let your faith arise. This morning, I want to encourage you in 2022, reset faith. If your faith has started to diminish for whatever reason, it's time to reset it. God, 2022, my year of faith. My year of trusting you. My year of ignoring the mockers and trusting you. My year of not comparing, trusting you. My year of not letting disappointments tear me down, I'm trusting you. Amen? I'm going to pray, and if you agree with me, why don't you pray as well? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that we've been able to gather in your name. Even though we're gathering in different places, we are here in the name of Jesus, and therefore he is with us. And I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit which is everywhere. And so I pray over the people that are watching online, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come and touch them right where they are. And Lord, if their faith has come under some sort of attack, if their faith has begun to diminish because of the things that they've been dealing with, if their faith is struggling in any area, I just speak and reset and an increase of faith in the name of Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand towards Jesus right now. It's not about me, it's not to me. It's a raised hand to Jesus saying, God, I want my faith to reset. I want 2022 to be my year of the reset of my faith. The faith that is strong, the faith that doesn't fall at disappointments, the faith that doesn't compare, the faith that doesn't worry if there's an interruption, it just keeps going. And if someone else gets blessed, hallelujah, I'm just looking forward to my blessing as well thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for what you're doing in our lives I pray for those who don't know you Lord the faith will enter their hearts right now in the name of Jesus those who have never activated faith that that activation would happen right now in the name of Jesus and they will see that it is without faith we can't please God so I pray Lord that that faith will just grow in every one of us that Lord when we come to doubt you'll just nudge us and remind us no no ignore that just believe just have faith and i thank you jesus for what you did for that woman and for jairus because it tells us that there is nothing that will thwart your plans that you have for us and nothing will ever stop your promise from coming true and i thank you in jesus name amen amen i thank you if you've prayed with us if you have prayed why don't you just let us know And uh, we would love to continue to pray with you and connect with you on any level. Next week, Pastor Randall's going to be speaking um, in our Reset series about hope. Reset hope. So I hope you can can join us for that. Um, Have a great week. God loves you. So do we. Um, So please be in touch with us for anything. God bless your week this week. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.